0: Hi there, and welcome to the BIM Voice Podcast. My name is Petro Condoraro, and I'm glad to have you here. I'm a civil engineer living and working in Norway since 2014, and I'm passionate about building information modeling. I truly believe change is necessary and inevitable in our industry. To implement faster, better, and less costly ways of working, digital transformation is vital, and everyone involved must stop just talking about implementing BIM and actually do it. And what way to do it better than just to learn from the ones who have done it in the past or are doing it right now? Welcome to a new episode of Beam Voice Podcast. Today's guest is the Business Developer for Innovation and Construction at IF Gruppen, a leading contracting and industrial group. Welcome, Eivin Scholesdal. Thank you. Thanks. It's so nice to have you here. Can you start telling us a little bit about yourself?
1: Well, yeah, I live in Oslo. Uh, I'm married, uh, got two kids. So quite an ordinary standard package. Um, I'm still burning for contributing in creating more efficient processes in the construction industry um, by better collaboration and of course, support of technology.
0: That sounds cool. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about uh, what are you doing uh, at your work?
1: Yeah, you what, what you I- opened with um, you said that uh, I work with innovation and construction and that's uh, of course uh, true, but uh, I work in the innovation and digitization department in uh, AF Gruppen. Uh, and Eifgruppen is the second largest uh, general contractor in Norway. I've been there for one year, Uh, and I'm responsible for our strategic focus on digitizing the construction sites and coordinating internal and external innovation initiatives, uh, as well as... uh, what we could call transformation projects uh, as well. So innovation is uh, improvement uh, projects where we try to just do things a little better than we used to do. Uh, And our uh, transformation projects uh, uh, are about being more visionary about the future. If that makes sense to you,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that definitely makes sense. Uh, what is the role of Beam in this? Uh, does Beam uh, play any role in uh, in this in uh, what you try to to apply?
1: Uh, absolutely, uh, Beam is. Yeah, I started to work with Beam for more than a decade ago, and uh, Beam is of course uh, still one of the. Uh, most important hubs for um, information uh, exchange between all the trades, between all the stakeholders, the disciplines, um, and we're uh, utilizing BIM for visualization. Uh, and BIM is also a way of containing the information so it's accessible for the digital tools to access the data so we could uh, use the, use our tools and use technology to improve our processes. So yeah, BIM is absolutely very important uh, in this.
0: What about uh, VDC? I, I, I know you have a uh, long experience yes, with working the, with VDC, how this uh, go together uh, with uh, BIM?
1: To hmm. me, VDC is about uh, combining people and technology uh, for those to fulfill the main goals of the project. Uh, And also, of course, to add uh, uh, monitoring or to constantly monitor how well uh, your team is doing. Uh, So yeah, absolutely. BIM is one of the main pillars uh, and an enabler for achieving a process of virtual design and construction, Mm -hmm. where BIM is the central hub containing the project information and uh, also the enabler for communication and mutual understanding of the product which the team uh, is creating and working with.
0: When we uh, say that you You use this uh, Beam VDC uh, in your projects, are we talking only about the building part of the project, or uh, uh, do we talk also a little bit about the managing part of?
1: Yeah, so that's also one of the industry's uh, goals uh, to achieve good. BIM processes also in the um, uh, facility maintenance uh, phases. Uh, And some uh, owners uh, and facility managers uh, are there uh, already, but I feel that uh, we thought five years ago that uh, uh, everything would be in a BIM process. And uh, all of the information would run smoothly from one phase to another, from one stakeholder to the next. Uh, And I think we got to admit that we're not there yet, but we have improved a lot in the design phases uh, and uh, also in the construction phase. what we're trying to achieve now and working with is to also um, be able to deliver a real digital twin um, to the facility managers uh, for for the maintenance uh, phase of uh, of the project and the building's life cycle. Uh, so yeah, so that's absolutely yeah, something we we're looking into.
0: Uh, is this something you work together with consulting companies or it's something that you do yourself? Do you use the data you get from designers in this or?
1: Uh, I, I think that. Uh... A lot of this work uh, are done in kind of networks and communities, uh, initiatives like, uh, for example, Building Smart um, and other initiatives as well, where the industry together uh, try to uh, uh, form and create the the way uh, the industry should uh, work together. Because uh, yeah, it's um, a lot of different stakeholders, uh, a very decentralized um, uh, organization, uh, which are uh, uh, which are doing or contributing in uh, in the process of uh, creating a building or uh, creating uh, a road or. Uh, railway or whatever. Um, so I think we got to work together uh, as an industry uh, yeah, for achieving this.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think this is actually one of the biggest uh, challenges uh, with Beam and uh, everything else. Uh, but because BIM encompasses uh, each part, uh, like every actor's involved in the building process, right? From uh, the planners, the owners, the designers, the builders, the uh, suppliers, uh, it's very important to to break out these silos and uh, try to work together. And that's that's definitely the biggest uh, the biggest challenge we we face here, uh, because each of us as uh, consultants or builders or uh, asset owners, we focus mostly on our part, and it's it has not been so much focus on on this, uh, um, yeah, uh, work together mindset from before. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, I think, uh, I don't know uh, how far have we come with this? Um, it's definitely building smart. Uh, they, are, uh, they are trying to do something regarding this. Do you feel that uh, they are on the right path?
1: Absolutely, and I think that uh, one of the Main reasons why Norwegian and why Norway and the Norwegian industry uh, uh, have uh, come so far in adopting to BIM and VDC in the projects uh, uh, is that we have had organizations and networks like, for example, Building Smart. Uh, uh, so. Building smart um, has been very important for uh, more than 10 years uh, in Norway. Uh, and I think that, yeah, that building smart and organizations and networks, Moral, formal. formal or informal, um, will still be very important uh, in achieving this. And of course, um, we shouldn't just point at uh, networks and organizations uh, for uh, for driving these processes so um i as um i um, responsible for uh, for uh, the digitization of uh, the um, construction sites in our group we see that it's no point in just focusing on the construction site for digitizing the, uh, the construction process. Then we'll need good digital inputs, and we should be able to deliver a, a package, a digital twin to um, the owners and our clients in the end. Uh, and therefore, we also work with um, owners and developers uh, uh, to help them being better uh, doing procurement, uh, making them uh, more or helping them to be uh, better to procure and uh, uh, order um, the digital. Uh, package the digital twin uh, in -hmm. addition to uh, to the building or the road uh, itself.
0: Yeah, I see. I understand that. Uh, I think actually uh, the owners, they are not involved enough. It's uh, a little bit uh, too much focus maybe on the design and building part and Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe we don't uh, take uh, well enough the the owners in in this process. There, uh, there can be more reasons for that, uh, and one of this is uh, the competency experience. But uh, uh, we we need to to find some ways to build some bridges between all this and see how we can can bring them more right. Because if we are uh, if we get a better idea about how he or she wants to use the project, we'll understand better and know better what to deliver, right?
1: That's that's true. Uh, and especially the private uh, developers and owners, uh, we, or... we try to work with them as well because uh, the public uh, owners and real estate agencies like uh, Statsbyg and Forsvarsbyg Nye uh, Veier, uh you name it, uh, yeah. they have actually uh, been at the front uh, for several years uh, pushing this forward, uh, but we're not only working with uh, public clients, so we also would have to the industry and uh given and other contractors, as uh, as a part of the industry, would also benefit for, from helping the private uh, real estate um, companies to uh, to also be being better um, doing their procurement.
0: Yeah. There is not a clear understanding. Uh, maybe they just focus about, yeah, we need this building. Uh, we need to order this, find a uh, company to build it and design it right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's lacking uh, uh, this strategy, maybe a beam strategy uh, is not included. Uh, it's not uh, taken into account for from mm-hmm. them. Maybe they even don't know about this because mm-hmm. uh, Maybe they are doing the, the the usual way, right? They make a plan and they do it that way, right? Like they did it. They use maybe a, I don't know a template or something. They used many years. Uh, how can we uh, inform them better? Uh,
1: yeah, maybe a podcast like like this <laughs> <laughs> will will help and be some uh, like an eye opener for uh, for some of them, hopefully. Uh, and of course. Uh, I and the industry and our group, and of course, uh, would absolutely um, contribute uh, in uh, doing this.
0: Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about some projects. Tell us a little bit about uh, interesting projects you're working on or you are involved on.
1: Yeah, I myself are not. Very much involved in our projects uh, now, um, but I, um, I come from uh, Sveko uh, before I started the knife group, and before that, I ran my own uh, smaller uh, BIM uh, consultancy. Uh, uh, so, uh, in that period, I was involved as a BIM Beam manager, BIM uh, coordinator, uh, pr- project manager, as well in uh, uh, quite a few uh, projects uh, for various uh, types of customers and clients, uh, both from uh, yeah, public real estate uh, agencies and. Uh, contractors um, and uh, architects engineers um, so I've been involved in those um, yeah. projects uh, and now in i uh, Gruppen, I'm supporting our uh, departments and uh, business units in applying and deploying uh, new technologies. So one of the technologies we're looking into now, uh, we've been uh, testing for a while, uh, is uh, scanning uh, and um, to use uh, scanning to uh, do quality assurance of the construction site. Uh, So what we construct, um, we check if what we've Uh, installed on site are according to the designed BIM. So that's some very uh, uh, interesting uh, technology, uh, which we're uh, running or Mm -hmm. we're using um, technology, which is delivered from Scaled Robotics, a Barcelona-based company. Um, And uh, we see a lot of, good results from uh, from doing these processes in, in different projects. So that's one of the kind of innovation or transformation projects that I'm involved in at the moment.
0: Yeah. Did you start using uh, any VR or AR uh, on your projects? Or-
1: yeah, we do that as well. Uh, so um, especially the... Um, uh, New highway or um, yeah E39 uh, between Mandal and Kristiansand. Uh, we've been using um, VR for uh, communication in uh, in the project, and we see that VR gives uh, lots of um, uh, very good results. And uh, and we see that if, when we're entering the we are. Uh, we find um, errors and issues that we haven't been able to see in, for example, Sulibri Sur uh, before. So it uh, definitely gives uh, adds value. Uh, and of course, also since this project is in the south of Norway, uh, most of the engineers it's around uh, or are based around Oslo. It, we um, Don't need to travel that much, so it's very important. And I know that uh, our um, uh, subsidiary Betongmast also is uh, investigating and testing VR in one of their projects right now. So, yeah,
0: it's not clunky. It works well enough. It's decent. Like, can you use it without getting pissed off about this technology? Like, do you load in the VR, the The entire entire project, project and you can can go in and uh, see details?
1: Mm. Um, Yeah. Um, We advise our projects to have some kind of a VR guy or uh, a role, uh, someone who takes care of setting things up in the beginning, Uh, but as soon as, uh, and yeah, of course, to give a little, uh, um, to teach the team, uh, give them a quick intro, Uh, but as as soon as this is up and running, it works very well, absolutely. And our um, venture Campbell, company Campbell. Uh, AF Gruppen and OBUS uh, together, they have, a, we have a, a venture um, unit, which is called Construct Venture. And we've also th- uh, invested in um, Vixel, v- uh, V-Rex from Vixel, which is a Norwegian VR company, which Betongmas is, um, is using at the moment. And that works very well. Yeah, it's so, it yeah. easy, easy to use. You you get a kind of a suitcase uh, with all the stuff you need, and uh, pay a monthly rate, and then uh, you're up and running. Just oh. upload the IFC.
0: Okay, so you you skip the setting yeah. part of the project. You just load in the IFC and you you start using yeah,
1: yeah. it. Yeah, and then. You can collaborate by BCF, um, for example, um, as you do in Solibri.
0: Wow, that sounds cool. (laughs) What what about AR? Uh, AR,
1: we haven't been testing that um, AR that much, uh, really. Um, I know there was some testing a few years ago with HoloLens, and uh, yeah, but we're not. using it at the moment, at least. But of course, it's something we'll uh, look more into in the future.
0: Yeah, I see. Uh, What about robots? Don't you have any robots on any building site?
1: In this um, project, the first pilot we did uh, with um, scaled robotics, uh, where we're doing the scanning for uh, progress monitoring and uh, quality assurance. Uh, Scaled Robotics started up with uh, also developing and delivering a robot for being able to uh, run through the sites during the night, uh, doing the scanning and um, uploading, feeding us, back with data from from site. So we've been testing that, uh, but we see that uh, uh, the technology is not there yet, maybe. And even though our construction sites are pretty tied up or tidy, uh, (laughs) uh, it's kind of hard for a robot to navigate through everything. Uh, So it it's more efficient uh, having a guy or a, a girl running um, around doing the scanning. But of course, yeah, we're looking into how robots uh, could support uh, our construction process. And uh, we also use uh, virtual robots, of course, uh, for uh, um, running processes uh, on the computers. So we got a competence in-house uh, on uh, RPAs. Um, so uh, who is developing RPA um, for taking care of um, manual or processes that are usually manually on the computer, um, getting a robot doing that uh, instead. For example, downloading (coughs) data from the project uh, hotel, um, uh, uploading or uh, opening this in Solibri, running the um, uh, checks in Solibri, and upload the results to the project uh, platform again. So that's also a way of using robots, of course.
0: Yeah. But is that easy accessible for everybody or it's only uh, some people that have access to this? It's it's easy to integrate for every worker, for example, to to do that or?
1: Um, with the support from uh, from uh, Hokun uh, in our uh, innovation and digitization department, uh, it's easy for every project to use this. Uh, okay. but, but he, he he'll build the, um, build the processes uh, Yeah.
0: Okay, that sounds interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's cool. A lot of cool stuff. Uh, going on and yeah we're of course also looking into how robots could robots could support our um, uh, processes in the future
0: yeah i see Uh, what about drones are you using drones do you find any value in drones
1: yeah yeah um, yeah we're using drones in uh, most of our um, horizontal projects, um, like roads and uh, railways, and yeah. And also, of course, in uh, the excavating uh, phases uh, in our project. So yeah, we're um, using drones a lot. Uh, regarding the Regarding the um, robot parts, it's not actually a robot, but we're also testing a skeleton uh, just to support our workers uh, doing heavy work uh, uh, with with their arms uh, over their heads. Uh, So that's also something we were testing these days. Yeah,
0: it's something like a backpack that you Strap on yourself and uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah. you use Like uh, well,
1: a skeleton uh, uh, which you uh, install out. <laughs> on, uh, yeah, so not just a backpack but uh, a frame uh, around the body. You. Yeah, so you yeah, go.
0: Her. Okay, wow. Yeah. yeah, you need to send me a picture with
1: you. <laughs> I'll do that. Well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think I've see, I've seen some robots that looks like like dogs. They try to yeah, do yeah. some different uh, stuff, but uh, not. Uh, and I read about this kind of uh, enhanced hands and.
1: Uh, but but that's not a robot actually. Uh, so it's no technology in there except from uh, springs and uh, wires and yeah.
0: In nothing electrical. Nothing uh, computational. Uh, not as far okay. as I know. So you just pull and push and you get the enhanced muscles. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Must be awesome. That's interesting. And is that safe? It's safe for the people uh, maneuvering this?
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's safe. We're testing this, of course. So there might be situations on site where this is not appropriate. But uh, I know that um, Forge, uh, the car manufacturer uh they're using this the same skeleton um yeah, in the, when they're installing things from below under the cars
0: yeah i see uh if we go back to the drones uh what do you use them for uh you said you use them on this kind of projects but what do you do with them just taking pictures or uh, scanning or what
1: Mostly we're doing taking just pictures uh, and uh, by photogrammetry, uh, we're able to create models from those pictures. Uh, And then we're able to uh, calculate uh, masses, for example. Um, So we're using it to calculate how much Masses, there's uh, yeah, which are situated uh, in a part of the site. uh, How much we're moving during a day, during a week. Uh, So, yeah, progress monitoring, Uh, and of course, also just to be able to enter the site uh virtually, uh, just open the browser and look at the latest pictures from the site uh, and be able to uh, see, the, see the situation uh, and discuss it without uh, going physically to the site.
0: Yeah, that sounds interesting as well. If we go back a little bit to something you said previously... Uh, about uh, Norway being in the in the head of the race or the pack uh, regarding adoption uh, of uh, BIM and the uh, digitalization generally in construction give me some examples if you can about why do you think we are in front of the pack
1: I think uh, there's several reasons for that um we got a kind of an open network in Norway uh, where competitors share best practice with each other, especially through uh, the networks like Lean Construction and Building Smart and, and uh, other um, conferences like uh, Den Kluke technologie Teknologi uh, as well. Um, so that's been... I think that has uh, been an important uh, piece for uh, getting where we're uh, today. And in addition we got uh, also some more formal initiatives uh, which has evolved from from these uh, networks. Uh, Standardization uh, and uh, creating uh, common joint um, best practices uh, guidelines, uh, for example, for uh, how adopting BIM, how to use uh, MMI uh, in in the projects. And we also got these public. Uh, real estate and owner um, companies like Statsbygg, Nye Veier uh, Staten um, Forsvarsbygg uh, and Banenur, uh, and among others uh, and they absolutely have been in the front and pushing the industry in the uh, uh, being able to deliver uh, digital, uh, a digital process and uh, digital uh, deliveries uh, in in the end of the project. Yeah. So I think those three, those three uh, factors are are uh, the most important for, uh, uh, or and the reason for why we have become uh, that far. Uh, we've, we've come that far in uh, Norway
0: I see uh, what about uh, the self uh, building process if you look only at this part do you think like our uh, the general contractors in Norway are building in smarter ways than it's doing generally outside in in the world or like uh, from, from a digitalization point of view do you think are we are we at ad- uh adapting faster or trying different technologies uh, more often and quicker than others
1: maybe uh, yeah since at least uh, almost every project uh, are designed in bim uh, and a BIM that is good enough to give valuable input uh, to the construction phase um um because of that we're absolutely utilizing the bim uh, also in the construction uh, phase with bim kiosks uh, um, pads uh, on our uh, mobile phones uh, and uh, and so forth so yeah we're absolutely uh, doing this in almost every project in, uh, of course, in uh, various, um, uh, ex- to a various extent, but uh, every project got BIM as a valuable input at some point. So yeah, uh, and also the bigger contractors like AF Groupen uh, have uh, also been, Um, developing BIM requirements uh, for our engineers or uh, the design teams to be able to deliver uh, the BIM and the digital information that we will need for running a smooth digital process on site.
0: You mentioned uh, before uh, BIM kiosks. Can you please uh, tell us a little bit what these are and uh, how do you use them?
1: Yeah, it's uh, not very um, complicated. It's uh, just a computer uh, with one or two big uh, screens, uh, which we have installed uh, either in a container uh, if it's uh, if it's uh, infrastructure project uh, or in the um, barracks uh, and uh, also in the uh, construction or the building we're building uh, itself. Um, so uh, yeah, it's. Uh, huge box uh, containing screens and a computer where everybody on site could access uh, uh, the BIM and drawings and issues uh, from Solibri and so forth, just to being able to reach the data and not at least to be able to use the BIM, the model, as. Um, Uh, tool for uh, visually understanding and uh, communicating um, between the trades in their planning of of their working day for example
0: okay so it's you don't use it to also check things is not accurate enough to use it also for uh, to check things or
1: Yeah, yeah it's accurate enough but uh, we're using it more or less like a one-way uh, communication uh, tool uh, and but we support um, these processes with uh, apps on our tablets or phones uh, to be able to deliver data uh, back uh, to the information hub for if you do our uh, quality check, for example, uh, or uh, have finished the tasks, then we're able to tick off a box in, uh, in at our phone or uh, if we're using tablets on the project. So uh, those two, the BIM kiosks and the, uh, apps on our phones or uh, tablets, are actually um, fulfilling um, each other
0: do you use your own apps or is this a software provider uh, that uh, has offered this kind of service
1: mostly we are uh, we use uh, third party uh, softwares or app apps uh, but there are some cases where we together with uh, uh developers do some improvements or just adjustments to the to the tools so they fit our project
0: yeah it's it, uh, you can you can say uh, i have no problem uh, saying which apps are we talking about do you use something like dalux or something yeah, yeah
1: dalux is uh we use dalux a lot and are of course also in checking out and using other other tools as well, like uh, Stream BIM uh, and uh, yeah, BIM Sync uh, and Sudibria on the BIM kiosks, uh, we've been testing FUN. Uh, so yeah, there's heaps of uh, good apps, which are um, absolutely delivering value to our uh, projects and, and uh, processes.
0: I see. Uh, what Dal Dalux actually is doing, you see the drawings on your phone and uh, your, on your tablet, or you the model as well, or how how do you get the information from the model to use it to ta- to be usable for for a tradesman? Hmm. How do they use it?
1: Yeah, they uh, it's uh, possible to make kind of checklists or uh, task lists in Dalux, and. You could, of course, access both drawings and uh, the model. uh, And you're able to add uh, add data to uh, viewpoints or to add issues if there's something uh, that has happened on site, if there's uh, a scratch on the wall or something which will be an issue uh, that you must handle in in some way then we uh, high, highlight that uh, point in the in the model and create an issue in incs for um, yeah telling someone that uh, the painter uh, needs to come and fix this for example I see.
0: Uh, but actually, uh, what I want to go about is uh, are we are we going uh, drawless? Uh, is this a good thing? Do we need to go drawless? Can we get to a point where we can use only the 3D model? Is this a good thing to do? Or do we find challenges to do that?
1: I think uh, my general approach to that is that we shouldn't, Become drawless just to get drawless. Uh, so, uh, in some cases, uh, drawings will be better than um, the model, but I think that uh, yeah, the drawings and the model are completing uh, the, the picture uh, for, for uh, the workers on site. Uh, I think that we should stop creating drawings that uh, no one has asked for. Uh, so just to quit or stop doing um, unnecessary work. Um, but uh, of course, there's, yeah, there's some situation where a drawing uh, might be better than the model uh, and, and the other way uh, as well. Uh, we've run a drawless project, which is called Wamma, uh, which is a power plant, a water uh, power plant. Um, and in that project, we didn't make any uh, drawings at all. Um, zero?
0: Really? Zero drawings? Uh, c-
1: zero drawings. That's true. Uh, as far as I heard, <laughs> it's, it's true. Uh so we've done that, and I think that uh, that proved that this is possible and we learned a lot from the project. Uh, and yeah, so we will probably uh, continue in that path, but we're not forcing any project to uh, to um, stop create any drawings or use drawings at all.
0: Like you said, there is uh, there is not uh, a good uh, idea to just stop making drawings just for the sake of uh, not using drawings. But uh, from my point of view, I think um, why we should strive actually to to focus more on uh, giving up to drawings. It's the the kind of data you have of the, on the drawings. It's a uh, it's a static data that it's very difficult to use in other processes as well. It's just a file, right? And you cannot use that data to model for something else or something, right? Uh, but if you have the information, that information, you can use a tool, maybe maybe that tool doesn't exist today, but you can, like Dalux does, you can take a drawing from the 3D model, right? Uh, so uh, from this point of view, I don't like the idea of using drawings because it, the kind of data it represents. And the second part is just dumb to make drawings after you have a 3D model because of uh, budget reasons. Of course, you will use time to, to do that instead of just using an app to, to off- offer you the information you need, right? But this is just a personal opinion uh, and I'm, I'm not exp- an expert, but I did drawings all my life. So <laughs> maybe <I'm> t- <laughs> I got enough. <laughs> drawings <laughs> yeah. but uh, this is how i look uh, i'm thinking about budget money and how can you use that data today and how can you use it in 10 years because a drawing you will be able to use it in the same way right it doesn't give you very much flexibility
1: and, and yeah and it will uh, the drawings will expire very uh, very fast in the project Um, while the BIM is more or less uh, constantly updated. So, yeah, uh, it's better to skip creating drawings uh, before anybody actually asks for a drawing, uh, and then they should be able to take that out from the model themselves.
0: Exactly, and that's the problem, because usually what I see, this public... uh, um uh, owners asset owners right um it doesn't help like if you are as a designer or um or a builder you come up with better solution right it's no point in making that you don't need that i gave you a better solution but they require you anyway for uh, drawings because they ha- don't have trained people that can use the model that's the problem we go back to to the training to the education I think this is the biggest problem, actually, because, yeah, uh, if you if you have already a better way to communicate, a better quality of information, use that. It would be uh, cheaper to, to just train your entire crew of maintenance people and do that for the next 50, 100 years, right, on the project. Then, yeah, uh, something like that. Yeah, I agree. Because, uh, yeah, I think it will definitely help a lot uh, if they start seeing the value, actually. And that's uh, they don't need to be scared because sometimes people get scared when they hear about BIM. They think they, they need to change everything. Yeah, of course, you need to change some processes. You need to be willing to improve yourself to learn about new things, but it's a better way. It's a better way and you will become smarter in the process and you will be able to get... Uh, for, uh, quicker to what you want to do mm. so but like uh, which, uh, we, with each uh, technology it's always um, uh, there are always some challenges so this is actually uh, yeah one of the, the biggest uh, parts like because you say you work with BIM for more, more than one de- uh, a decade right so you've seen this people talk about BIM for many years but There are still parts in the industry that are, yeah, there are good parts that are very far away. But at the same time, we still have the same concepts that we have 10 years ago, right? There are still some entities that, like if you take, for example, communer or uh, municipalities in Norway. From my point of view, again, this is a personal take. Most of them are expecting for the bigger entities to take action, to do something before they do. And they just uh, can adopt that afterward, right? It shouldn't be that way. You need to to be willing to learn on your own. Yeah, of course, you can use something if stats big is doing or one and Of course, I understand that. But you, it doesn't mean that you, you don't use any time or resources to try to educate your staff. I
1: agree.
0: Regarding jobs uh, focused or that have uh, tasks uh, very beam focused, uh, what kind of uh jobs there are in your company what kind of pe- what do people that work w- with beam do to implement the beam strategy you have people with uh, that must work uh, within beam uh, if we if we talk only about uh, this part this category of uh, employees in your companies what what do they do and uh, yeah uh, what kind of yeah, tasks do they have
1: yeah they support uh, the project and the project teams uh, uh, in yeah, running smooth uh, beam processes uh, during, uh, in the projects. Uh, we also got a lot of beam technicians and beam um, people in, uh, in the calculation uh, departments. So those uh, who are calculating uh, projects, um, a lot of our teams and um, business units are uh, actually building or modeling uh, BIM themselves for be able to extract um, quantities and information uh, for uh, an efficient uh, calculation process.
0: So you tell me that designers don't do a good enough uh, B-model. Yeah, that,
1: that, that's true. And that's, again, because of the procurement uh, in, the, in the prior or the phases prior to our uh, phase. Because when the owner and developer doesn't ask for, uh, ask the architect to create or model a BIM that is uh, possible to extract um, uh, quantities from, uh, then they won't get it. So that's something we're definitely working with uh, both in the Group and in the industry.
0: This sounds like a big uh, money pit. Uh, like, uh, it's, and it's just a communication or a way to look at things, right? Like this this is, again, another symptom of why I mean that beam adoption is not, uh, it can be better. And yeah, uh, yeah. it's about communication, right? Why uh, like different actors should talk together, right? If, if you have, want something to be built, it's just dumb to uh, talk with just designer without asking the constructor. How are you going to build this? And is this working? What do you need so you can build this? As effective as possible and as best as possible. Why? Why should be that be very complicated? I don't know. I'm not involved in this. I just see it from like from yeah, a, an yeah. outsider perspective, and uh, but for me it seems quite uh, simple. But at the same time, yeah. I know the answer is very complex.
1: Yeah, it's kind of complex at least, but it's probably uh, as I see it because uh, in our projects uh, and. In in the projects in Norway, uh, we're still using the traditional contracts and standards, and those are not built for um, uh, for applying uh, BIM uh, actually, and to benefit from from what BIM could uh, bring to the table, and also um, new ways of collaboration. uh, That's we haven't done uh, traditionally. So I think that will be one of the main things we should focus on in the industry as, uh, as a whole is uh, to uh, uh, adopt uh, contracts and standards uh, to uh, what we're able to do with technology and uh, collaboration these days.
0: Yeah what can we do to get more attention than from uh, uh, the different uh, project owners about this, that they actually, they need to inform themselves, educate themselves about this. And uh, because this is like you, designers and builders are trying to do, but they get re- uh, requirements that are 20 years ago old or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, yeah. how should we approach this?
1: Yeah, I think we should approach it Uh, both together as an industry and uh, through our networks. And also we got some good examples from, uh, for example, um, Tenspire Project, which is a hospital uh, project in um, Westfall County, uh, where they got inspired from IPD contracts, integrated project delivery contracts from uh, which were... uh, uh, I'm not sure if it's very common but it's uh, at least uh, used a lot in um, uh, on the west coast of uh, the US uh, in hospital projects there uh, so they set this as an ambition that they wanted to run IPD uh, run an IPD contract in their uh, projects. Um, and um, yeah, I'm sure that the, uh, since they did this, uh, that really transformed this project into uh, another culture and uh, uh, being able to uh, deploy more technology and push the industry forward. And we've seen the same in some of Nye uh, projects, their road projects where they're also uh, applying parts or uh, yeah, at least parts of the philosophies uh, from, from uh, the IPD contracts.
0: I see. So it's only US, or do you have any other examples of better type of contract?
1: Yeah, there's been this has been tested uh, in yeah a lot of projects uh, from uh, yeah I I don't get the complete overview of it, but uh, um, there's done some studies around it, uh, and I know that lean construction. have uh, yeah it's possible to get access to some white interesting white papers uh, about uh, the outcomes uh, and uh, uh, yeah the outcomes of uh, using IPD contracts
0: what about co- other countries like for example UK United Kingdom do you know anything about uh, the way they work
1: yeah uh, uh, I know that uh, um, at least uh, UK set kind of uh, quite ambitious goals for the industry uh, uh, through this uh, beam level uh, program, if you could call it that, uh, these different beam stages. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's kind of more or less the same way that big uh, has been. Um, Pushing the industry forward, uh, the governments in the UK or government in UK uh, have uh, has done the uh, same. Uh, so that has absolutely been very important to development of BIM uh, in UK as well. But I don't know how much they've been. Uh, working with ipd contracts and different uh, standards um, in in uk uh,
0: i don't know how other people see this but for me if you're working in the building industry like in the AAC industry either if you like it or don't like it or you want or don't want you are a part you 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 must use beam at some point you are involved because it uh, the, the, all the information you have on the projects, uh, the I in this word, right? It's, it's information you must use it some way actively or like to define something else in the project. If you have people that don't work directly with this, even if they are project managers, project leaders, or I don't know, other, other kind of uh, positions they have, if they would like to learn more about BIM or maybe switch to, to, to a beam position, what, uh, what would you recommend them to do? How, how could they do that? If Would that be possible? Uh,
1: so that much must be just uh, yeah, start off. Uh, don't be afraid. Uh, and maybe just to start in a smaller scale, uh, a small project uh, or a smaller area. Uh, of beam implementation. So it's possible just to yeah, use the beam visually, uh, just to as a model to communicate around. Uh, or you could extract um, uh, information uh, from it, uh, use it for calculation, coordination, cross disciplines, uh, and so forth. So, yeah. The main advice would be just to yeah, don't be afraid and, uh, and start up uh, and uh, yeah, bring the beam to the table, bring it into the meetings, uh, uh, and then you'll see that uh, yeah, you catch people's attention and they start to communicate around the beam. So. That's maybe one of the easiest ways uh, just to start. And yeah, to if you're working in uh, with buildings uh, at least, uh, to learn uh, just the basic features in uh, software like Solibri, for example, or another BIM viewer, Beam, uh, free viewer, uh, uh that won't take much time that's an hour of training on uh, YouTube probably and then uh, you're up and running
0: yeah that sounds awesome <laughs> how can people get in touch with you even
1: well yeah LinkedIn is a good start uh, <laughs> yeah so people will find me on LinkedIn
0: That's awesome. Thank you very much for being with us here today and for sharing.
1: Yeah, thank you for the opportunity. It was a nice conversation. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah.